1: Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel.
2: We're talking about all things parenting, the mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation.
1: Grab your coffee or wine and join us for some real talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We are here for another episode and I've got Chris here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm a little tired. I'm recovering from the weekend still, and it's a struggle. (laughs) It's
2: a longer weekend, so.
1: Yes, it was a three-day weekend, and I felt like um, I did not get anything I need to done, so today feels like uh, I'm swimming, uh, treading water, just treading. we're here with Jamie now I'm saying that right because you spell your name a little bit differently right yes correct okay it's still Jamie though right yep it is (laughs) okay perfect and she's with the Mac house and we have gotten in touch with her because she happens to be all about self-care and we know as moms we can all use a little bit more info on self-care so thank you so much Jamie for coming on today thank you for having me I'm super excited Yes. So we know that you're currently living in the south. You're in Dallas, right?
3: Yes, ma'am, I am.
1: Yes, I think you're actually one of our closest guests that hasn't been like local to us. So that's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) How are you enjoying uh, living more in the South?
3: Oh my gosh. I love it so much. We just moved um, to Dallas from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So um, it's, it's been quite the change, um, but it's been amazing. I love the constant changes in weather. Actually, it's been super exciting coming from Phoenix where it's normally just hot. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, you You get all the seasons (laughs) (laughs) yes and everyone's super nice which is was a shock at first we would go out in public and we were like why are people talking to us but uh, but (laughs) everybody says hey y'all yeah yeah like I'll be outside and my husband's like who is this man talking to I'm like I don't know just a neighbor
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's my new best friend (laughs) yes
3: everyone's so sweet so we love it oh
1: that's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it, which some Texans don't consider themselves Southern. They just consider themselves Texans. So no <laughs> offense there if you're just a Texan. We think of you as the South because you're close to us, but you, I won't associate, <laughs> won't associate it with if, if you don't want to be. Yeah, anyway. Texans are quite proud, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. That, as Arkans- Arkansans, we don't, we're not like that. <laughs> we're just we're just we're just hanging out here enjoying the four different seasons so (laughs) oh gosh well tell us a little bit about you and your family
3: yeah, so um my name is Jamie McLaughlin and um I'm married and we have four beautiful babies. Um and we again just moved to Dallas, Texas, um, just outside of Dallas. So that's been a super fun change this year. Um and I've been a hair and makeup artist for about 14 years, and um this past um I'd say about 18 months, I've been transitioning um and not doing clients anymore and moving into this virtual space of um teaching and coaching women online how to um, implement sustainable self-care strategies and just learn how to get themselves ready so they feel good and feel beautiful. Um, Because motherhood takes a toll on you. (laughs) Yes,
2: I want to know what the uh, what genders are your kids. I also have four kids. I have four boys, so I'm just curious. Oh my gosh,
3: gender! (laughs) Four boys must be crazy. Um, (laughs) I have um, three girls and one boy. So um, the the boy is number two. um, So I've got one older girl and then two younger girls. Gotcha. What is the age range there? So they are. We've got an 11 year old, a seven year old, a three and a half year old and an 18 month old uh, <laughs> I have, one of every age yes. yeah I have uh
2: the only one I don't have of yours is an 11 year old I've got almost seven and then three and a half and 18 months so and
1: then oh. shove a five-year-old in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> busy uh, yeah yes um okay so we'll talk a little bit about how you define self-care what is self-care to you
3: Oh my gosh, there's, it's so many things and it's so many things be- depending on the season that you're in. Um, I always like to explain self-care when people ask me about it by f- first saying the actual definition and then I can kind of talk through what it means to me and how I kind of explain and teach women. Um, I love the definition of self-care and it says the practice of taking an active role in protecting one o- one's own well-being and happiness in particular... Seasons of stress. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, it really takes kind of that pressure away of self care being vain and it makes it more of, um, it's kind of eye opening and shows you that it's protective, it protects you, it sustains you. Um, so the way that I tell people, um, you know, what true self care is, is it's proactively making choices and creating habits that ensure that you are able to not only sustain your lifestyle or the lifestyle that you want, but it's an effective tool to push yourself into a space where you're thriving and you're not just surviving. Mm, Yeah,
2: I love that. so good. Love love that. that. So what made you decide to prioritize self-care in your own life?
3: I think this, I've been able to prioritize self-care and teach people how to prioritize it because um, number one of my career and number two, my my expertise um, in my career and then my experience. Um, So my, as a hair and makeup artist, I think one of the really cool, spaces that I've been a part of is just that transformation with women, um, and seeing how they come into the room when they don't have their hair and makeup done and they're not ready. Um, and they're, you know, they're kind of shy and they don't talk a lot. Um, sometimes they're a little bit grumpy or embarrassed because they're bare faced. Um, and then I get to be a part of that really cool transformation where, um, I do their hair and makeup. And then I turn them around, and they see themselves in the mirror, and it's like a different person comes out. Um, they're confident. They speak louder. Um, they speak more. They engage in more conversation. Um, a lot of times, they're kinder to the people around them. They're more excited. They're happy. There's a pep in them in their step, um, and so it's a really cool transformation. And um, being in the industry for so long, it really made me realize that um, you know this is a transformation that I thankfully get to be a part of and see, but. How cool would it be to give women the tools and strategies that they needed to give them that quick transformation every single day so that they can go into their day not only intentional, um, but happy and joyful and feeling confident and beautiful, regardless of what season they're in right now? And I truly think that you can do that in most spaces and most seasons. And I say that loosely because postpartum is really hard personally for me, <laughs> and I know a lot of oh women. My God. Yes. Um, that's <laughs> oh, it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's postpartum is hard on so many levels, just mentally and physically, and all the changes that happen to your body and keeping another human alive plus the rest of your family. You know, it's it's really hard, but I think that um, it's really cool that there, you know, while we are in that survival mode at that time, there are little simple, easy, sustainable habits that we can implement that will just make us feel good in that season right now. Um, and so that part really pushed me into self care. And then also, um, you know, I've gone through many seasons of life as a mom. Um, I was a single mom and I was a young mom and then obviously I got married and had more babies. And, um, and so I've been through different seasons of motherhood and I, I really started to realize that when I wasn't taking care of myself, I was in nonstop survival mode, um, in every aspect of life. And when I kind of flipped things around and realized, no, I need to fill myself back up and I need to really make sure that I'm taken care of. That's when life really started to change. Um, And I I was able to kind of move in a more healthy space in finances, um, in my mind and just mastering my mindset in my physical health and what I was eating. Um, I was able to just get healthier, which just kind of created a snowball effect in the rest of my life. So it's kind of twofold from experience with other people and then um, one-on-one personal experience uh, with me and just seeing how different life can be with and without it.
2: Yes, I find even like because uh, I'm a stay at home mom and really honestly don't leave the house very often except to go pick up kids from school. <laughs> so, but even on days that I don't get ready at all, I'm much less productive than days that I like put on makeup and get ready even to go. Nowhere. Oh, absolutely.
3: And I think that's an um one thing that I teach is you know, um. Yes, we're getting ready because, you know, sometimes we go in public, but it's more about how you feel and how it affects your day because I notice it too. I still have my days where, you know, I just don't want to get ready or I'm really tired or I just want to rest and I'm not productive at all, especially when I don't have a bra on. I feel like that's like (laughs) – That's like the number one thing, put a bra on and you'll get something done for the day. <laughs> that is
2: exactly me, exactly. I cannot if I haven't put my bra on, I can't I can't accomplish anything.
3: <laughs> nope. <laughs> I do nothing.
2: <laughs> that is so funny. So, what are some of the key signs to
3: recognizing burnout? Oh my gosh, there's there's so many and I feel like um when we talk about burnout, I think um the the words that I use to describe burnout are the words that are also used to describe motherhood. And there are, um, people use these words interchangeably as if it's a normal thing in motherhood, which to a degree it is, but I really think we can be proactive in avoiding these things. And so um, what moms and what women need to look for when they're feeling burnt out or when they're approaching burnout, um, and maybe they don't realize it is that there's, um, just a sense of feeling overwhelmed. Um, I feel like a lot of women, um, have decision fatigue, so they're unable to make decisions because there's just too many to make. Um, they're exhausted, mm-hmm. which again, goes hand in hand with motherhood. Um, I think, uh, burnout goes hand in hand with negative self-talk, Um, or a decreased desire to socialize, um, a negative attitude, an inability to concentrate. Um, All of these things start to add up when you're hitting that burnout place, Um, and again, a lot of women think that this is normal and that that's, you know, that's this, that's just what comes with motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like to challenge women and say, although we have those challenging times, um, it shouldn't be our normal. We should really strive, um, to make motherhood really joyful and it can be rested and you can be taken care of well, and you can be the CEO of your home and kind of manage all these things well so that you're not hitting that point of burnout.
2: Yes, definitely. I love that. Um, one thing I was going to say, I was listening to your live today and you were talking about like working out and how, uh, it's just one more decision to make. And I'm like, yes, it's just, it's so uh, with motherhood and just, I guess being a woman just in general, I don't know, but there's just so many decisions daily that we have to make that it's just like, oh, it's so hard to not feel burned out when you're constantly making decisions like that
3: it it is it's and it's it's such a common thing for women um to to have that decision fatigue and and that's where you just have to make so many decisions that you get to the point where you can't make good decisions anymore cuz you're so worn out from making them and so it, that's why it's so important to kind of um you know recognize that you're heading towards burnout and really be proactive in those habits. And a habit is essentially just something that you do without thought. And that's one thing that I love to teach women is that we can implement these um, high-performing strategies and high-performing habits that will just push us away from burnout so that we're not so worn out. And so it's just about simplifying and letting go of perfection. You know, With working out, kind of like I was talking about this morning in my um, live on Instagram is um, the only way that my husband and I have found that we're able to be successful with working out in the midst of running a business and moving to a different state and having all these kids and traveling is we don't want to think about it. I just want mm-hmm. someone to spoon feed me and say, here's what you do. This is why you do it. This is what you eat, period. Exactly. <laughs> and then I can do it. I don't have to make a decision. It's automated. It's in my schedule. That time is protected. And it's just a part of my day. Um, and I don't have to think about it. So simplifying just oh, makes the biggest difference.
2: So what is a good free or inexpensive way to practice self-care? I know a lot of times like my husband right now is Mr. Dave Ramsey. He's all about (laughs) a budget. And so he doesn't want me to just like go get a manicure and pedicure
3: or get my hair done or, you know,
2: (laughs) what are some free or inexpensive ways?
3: Yeah. So I, um, we've definitely had our, our different seasons in life where we can afford things and where we can't afford things. And um, one of my favorite things that I've done pretty consistently over the years is um, I have Sunday evenings protected for myself and I have that scheduled in for my self-care. And so what I do on Sunday evenings is um, I take a, alone a really nice hot shower. All the kids mm. are asleep. My husband's doing his own thing. So I take a long hot shower. I listen to music. I do a face mask. I shave my legs. <laughs> I, I do all, everything. <laughs> good one. Um, and I take my time with it. Um, and I really, you know, enjoy the process of just being alone in the quiet. Um, I can't have my phone in my hand because I'm in the shower. So it kind of removes distractions. And then once I'm done, I give myself a really nice blowout. I do really good skincare. Um, and it's just spending time, quiet time on myself. Sometimes I'll listen to music. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast podcast. podcast. And so it's kind of doing two different things. Number one, it's giving me that nice mental quiet time and it's um, taking care of my body. But then also I'm setting myself up um, really well for Monday because I can wake up Monday morning and my hair is already blown out. um, My body's moisturized and clean and I'm just ready to start my week and kind of refocus myself on other things. Yes. Okay.
2: I love that. So that's kind of, you just kind of answered the next question of what's your personal favorite self-care, but is there another one or is the hot shower kind of your favorite
3: (laughs) go-to? My Sunday night, definitely my favorite um, because I know it happens consistently. I know it's going to happen every Sunday and I know I get to take my time. Um, But um, I've also, um, I'll get my hair blown out by somebody else. I try to do that maybe once a month, um, especially if I have um, appearances, places or I'm speaking somewhere. Um, But I love getting my hair blown out. um, And I have just started getting my nails done. I've always done my own nails. um, And it's just a nice, time (laughs) to have someone else take care of me Um, and so that's those are my newer things I've always been um, pretty good about doing everything myself and not having to pay other people for it but it's been nice for a little season to have someone else do it for me
2: yeah that's awesome I love a good blowout for sure oh
3: my gosh it's amazing
2: (laughs) I'm just like can you just keep like maybe you should scrub (laughs) a little bit longer like it might be a little more dirty
3: yeah can you just yep Can you just run your fingers through my hair just a couple more times? (laughs) I know.
2: And see, I I have like a little two-year-old class that I teach once a week. And those little girls love to play with my hair. I'm in a house of all boys. So like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, girl, keep braiding my hair. Like I need you (laughs) to keep doing that. (laughs) I use the two-year-old for work. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. So how can moms make self-care into a habit?
3: Yeah. So, um, I think the two biggest pieces of advice, um, for that is number one is just don't feel guilty. Um, I always like to tell women you're a human outside of your kids and outside of your spouse and you have your own needs and your own wants, and you shouldn't feel bad for that. Nobody else feels bad that they have needs. So you shouldn't either. So number one, ditch the guilt, don't feel bad and just put it in your schedule. Um, the only way that you're going to be able to do that is by, um, again, putting it in your schedule by not feeling guilty, but then also, um, making sure that it's simplified. Um, if you are overcomplicating it and you're spending too much time, it's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to be able to continue doing it. Um, so if you have habits and you put rhythms in your schedule consistently, um, it'll be second nature. Um, and it's you know, if it's simple, it'll be easy to accomplish.
2: Yes, definitely. All about simplicity. Yes. <laughs> Especially with
3: lots of kids. Yes.
2: <laughs> That's so funny. What's one thing that you recommend that all moms make a priority? Obviously, self-care is one of them, but is there something like very specific that you just highly recommend?
3: Um, I would say I would say having quiet time and really, really learning who you are as a person. I think that that's the first step into knowing which area of self-care you need to step into. Um, A lot of women, again, were um, natural nurturers, we, it's just in our blood. That's how we were created. We are created to, to care for others. And that's a great thing, but we tend to not care for ourselves and not really know who we are because our, our days are filled with so much noise with kids and decisions and things that we have to do. So um, the first step and kind of the most important step of self-care is like have a date with yourself. Go sit at a restaurant, go drink a glass of wine, go take a notebook, sit in your bedroom, you know, whatever you need to do, spend an hour or two with yourself and just write down, write down what is it that fills me up? Or what do I love as a human? What don't I love? What drains me? Um, and really get to know yourself. That way you can kind of move into a more healthy space of decision making um, in your day and in your week um, that will take care of yourself a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I think it's so hard because you're like when you become a wife and when you become a mom, it's like every step you kind of take on a new role. So trying mm-hmm. to get back to like, okay, what what do I like besides, you know, people will always ask, like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, oh. "Uh, what? <laughs> well, I like to uh, take a bath, you know, it's like,
3: <laughs> I don't have hobbies. Like, I'm just trying to yes. survive motherhood here, you know. Totally, totally. It's, oh my gosh, that's one question that people ask that I'm, you know, even me, I'm like my hobby. Um, it used to be hair and makeup, but that's my career now. So let me think yes. this through for a minute. It's
2: like, wait a second, am I doing this wrong? How many hobbies do you have? You know, yes. <laughs>
3: oh, that's what I are have your four hobbies? I have four hobbies and their
2: children. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, so we have a couple mom questions. These are just questions that we ask every everybody we interview. We just think it's good for everybody to have different perspectives. You know. Um, so the first question is, what is your biggest mom thing? This is like your biggest worry or your, you know, some people are weird about, not not weird, but about what you eat or what they do or, you know, all of that. What is your biggest
3: worry? Oh my gosh. I struggle with my kids being injured. Um, that one's so hard for me because I grew up and I had a lot of injuries and they were pretty bad. I had really bad knees. Um, and I still continued to dance and play softball and my knees would uh, actually dislocate and blow out. And I had oh. surgery when I was like 12 and I've unfortunately, um, put that, uh, anxiety on my kids and have been so fearful of signing them up for sports because that's all I can imagine is they're them getting hurt. Like I did. And it's, it's horrible and I feel bad. Um, and it's funny because I spoke to my doctor and was saying, you know, is there anything preventative I can do so their knees don't blow out? And he kind of laughed at me and was like, listen, sister, <laughs> it's not just sports. Your kids can get hurt doing anything. Yes. And I, I kind of brushed it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I think it was like two weeks later, my son fell off a chair and broke his arm. Oh, no. So, <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I'm in the thick of like the nonstop anxiety of my kids falling. and. Just kind of <laughs> going through that arm break scenario. Yeah, that is so funny. But yeah, yeah, they
2: it it anything. I'm that way about um I have a really bad back because I was a cheerleader. So now and of course now I have four boys. So um not oh. that boys can't cheerlead, but just they don't typically ask to do that. Um yeah. but I'm like, Okay, if we ever have a daughter, like I think I'm gonna ex nay cheerleading because Oh yeah. My back is like a 70-year-old back, you know? <laughs> yeah. But my if you
1: ex-nay something, that'll be what she wants to do the most. Oh, so.
2: my gosh. <laughs> yep.
3: That's literally what I'm struggling with now is I've told my daughter she can't dance or play soccer. And that those are the two things she loves the most. I'm like, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, whoops, I should have said two other
3: things. Yep, yep. So that's it's bad. it's a challenge for sure.
2: I'm struggling with football right now because they want to oh. play football and I'm like, no, of all yeah. the things like we're gonna do golf.
3: Let's do yeah. golf. That's a nice, <laughs> that's a nice my, thing. Yeah, my son, who still has a broken arm, who's not in a cast, he's in a brace now, is like, when can I sign up for taco football? I'm oh, like, great. bro, you're not. <laughs> never. You <can't>. How about <laughs> never. How about I signed you up for drums?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something nice and safe yep (laughs) so you kind of already talked about how you relax but what's one thing you do every day like at the end of the day to like kind of reset yourself and unwind
3: oh my husband and I we once everybody's in bed we which is a chore (laughs) we (laughs) we sit down at the end of the day and first off we laugh because we're like, this is our life. (laughs) Like This is just craziness. Um, And then we'll sit on the couch together and we'll spend a few minutes just like not talking, which is so beautiful. (laughs) We're just really quiet and we soak in the silence and then we'll um, catch up on a show or watch a movie together. And um, although some people may argue it's not quality time because you're not talking, like we talk all day. (laughs) We don't want to talk anymore. Um, So we just love being quiet together and just enjoying some quiet time. Each night, yeah, yes. just kind of
1: check out. Don't ask me anything.
3: Yep, <laughs> yep,
1: yeah. I need no talking time at the end of every day. Like, oh, yeah, that's important for my well being. I'm like, <laughs> I need a minute where I can coexist with people. But if I have to like make decisions and think about what to say, I'm out. I'm done. Yep,
2: <laughs> totally. I can always tell whenever Zach has met his. Like talking quota though, because I'm not done talking, and I'll yes. be talking, and he's just kind of doing the mm-hmm, mm-hmm you know. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: oh, okay, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have days like that, too, because I can tell like it'll be when Brent's on the way home from work and he'll be like, OK, hey, I'm on the way home. And I'm like, oh, hey, what did you do? How I was lunch?" And he's like, <laughs> what is the uh, world up to today? <laughs> I've been unplugged today. I need I need human interaction. And he's like, well, hmm, <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> Not for uh, me. <laughs>
1: yes. OK, so we have a, one last mom question for you, and it is one mom hack or tip that you would give to a new mom?
3: I would say, which is so cliche, but I would say rest. If you are a new mom and you just had a baby, your only job is to nourish your body to rest and to keep that baby alive and nothing else. (laughs) You will have time later to go do things. You will have time later to get ready. You will have time later to clean and to do all those things. It's just not important. It's so that like newness of being a new mom is so hard and challenging and beautiful and weird and all that's just so there's so many things you just need to take time and listen to your instincts and just be with that baby. And that's it.
1: Completely agree. And I think I mean definitely a new mom but as a second or a third time or you know repeat mom I think you forget that even more oh, on yeah. the subsequent babies because you're like used to going and doing you're like I've I've been a mom I can do this and yep. then you get to that point well like i got i had experienced way bad burnout with my second because he was not an easy baby he wasn't a great sleeper i would they were you know i was trying to breastfeed and having a supplement and pump and then he couldn't have dairy and it was like and i didn't realize until about six months he was about six months old that i was like i don't know what i look like I don't know what sleep feels like. Like I was like, this has gone a little bit too far.
3: Yeah. Oh, I (laughs) had
1: started picking up the pieces. But man, I didn't realize what a complete fog I was in until like looking back on it. And I was like, well, that was a rough period of time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think a lot of women really comprehend the fog and what we deal with because we just are survivors. We're just like, nope, we get through it. We get through it. And it's not until you're out of it that you're like, crap (laughs) that was really hard I was not myself or like my mind was just so foggy or I just wasn't you know as happy as I should have been and looking back on it now you know I had that with all four of my babies and it took me to actually take this advice to heart with until I got to my fourth baby with baby number one two and three I jumped back Mm -hmm. to work I was out Mm -hmm. shopping you know I was doing everything and finally I was like no no this is baby number four And I had two babies back to back. And so I know this is going to be hard on my body. And I honestly stayed in pajamas and didn't get ready for two months. And it was the most glorious two months (laughs) ever because I didn't I didn't feel bad I was like it took four babies to release that guilt and it was hilarious because after a couple weeks my husband was like you getting like cabin fever yet I was like no no no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
2: (laughs) yeah I think Uh, I've said I may have said this on the podcast before but I can remember after having my first baby being in such a fog and somebody was like he he cried and somebody's like why do you think he's crying and i'm like i literally met him the same day you did like I, why are you asking me i don't know, <laughs> you know like, yes oh, me. which yeah. in, in hindsight i really did know you know it's like you really are just equipped with that god just knows how to how to work that out but it's just like I just remember being so like why am I
3: responsible like I
2: don't know ask him
3: (laughs) yes oh my gosh yes nobody
2: asked the dad like why is the (laughs) baby crying
3: (laughs) yep it definitely took me to baby number or to uh also pass that baby on and say, You might not have boobs, but you can sure rock that baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep, try a nice walk around the house. <laughs> yep. bye. <laughs> Maybe outside. <laughs> Go step outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't need to hear it. That's yes. the best that's the best part is when they take the baby or toddler far away because the worst part is when they're right outside the door being like where's mommy does mommy know where my milk is (laughs) did mommy get me a snack yeah or they're they're just
2: screaming the kids just screaming and and zach will just be sitting there like there are some nights where i'm like here like he walks in bless his heart and i'm like yeah, I, I need a minute and yeah. so i'll walk off and it sounds like someone has died in the other i mean like i i'm like what is happening and where is he like did he walk off too and then i'll walk in and he's just sitting amidst the chaos just i mean i'm just like hello
3: <laughs> this isn't what i meant i meant like can you control this <laughs> i've been honest Very thankful. My husband has, I'm going to say in the nicest way, the most maternal instincts of any man (laughs) that I know. He is so great. And I'm so thankful because I don't think I would have survived four babies with him not stepping in. He like right from the get go, um, once I'm done nursing the baby, he'll like pick the baby right up. And he's like, yep, we've got this. We've got this. And again, it took me till baby number four for me to say, and, you know yep. not not be <laughs> controlling and for me to say yes you do goodbye <laughs> yes you do
2: see like, yeah that that is what's hard is i remember one time my mom telling me like Hey, if you want me to babysit the kids, then you got to let me do it my way. Like you Mm got to decide if you want to control everything, then you're going to have to be with them all the time. Yep. But if you want, if you want to get away, then you're going to have to literally get away and let me just do whatever. But
1: it's like, I could leave you the most detailed list.
2: (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but that involved, you're going to give them like 12 candy canes and a Mountain Dew and then send them back to me. So.
1: Uh, yes, you just have to decide at some point that the um, uh, your emotional state is worth decompressing mm-hmm. de- com- de- and losing that control for a little bit. Yeah, four yep. babies will do that
3: for sure. It, it yeah, I'm <laughs> like
1: here you go, give them whatever.
3: <laughs> yep, you start to. Re- as
1: long as they survive, we're good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Jamie, where can everybody find you on the internet? <laughs> all squares of it.
3: <laughs> yes. So if you go to uh, my website, it's themackhouseblog.com, and you'll find tons of information, tons of freebies. All the links to all my social accounts are there. And if you want to find me straight on Instagram, um, my um, name, my username is underscore the house underscore. Um, so it should be quite easy to find me. Um, but yeah, that's where you'll find yes. me. Yes.
1: And we'll have links to all of Jamie's information and everything on at Surviving Motherhood Podcast on Instagram and SurvivingMotherhoodPodcast.com. Thank you so much for coming on today. We really enjoyed it.
3: Yes. Thank you for having me. It was good to chat with you guys.
1: Yes. And I think everybody needs that big dose of self-care. If you're not doing it now, put it in your routine, make it a habit. You guys need to do it for you. This is your pep talk. Yep. Thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> like- you. Yes, you can do it. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood.